Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! are back did you miss us (laughs) how is how quick check-in how is everyone same same it sucks same it sucks uh we are quarantined uh in our individual apartments but we also have a quick life update for you guys sarah do you want to explain to our listeners where you are right now yeah guys if it sounds like alex is on the phone it's because she is um alex is still in la and i um am an insane person that moved across the country right at the beginning of all this to charlottesville virginia what was that experience like um, moving cross country during a globally wide pandemic? Um, it was terrifying. Uh, we kept saying we felt like we were on the Oregon Trail, but we had <laughs> to go. My husband got a new job that he was starting, and we while while we're re- working remotely, not going into an office. Um, we you know we had to go. We had an apartment, and we were being. You know, we had a someone moving into our LA apartment. So, like, if people were like, "Are you gonna go?" and I'm like, "We'll, we'll like be literally homeless if we don't." So, we went, um, but we were very careful. You know, we had all like the gloves, the sanitation, um, all of that. Uh, we were lucky to have like people that had like Purell and wipes and like Lysol and all that. Um, we basically did the drive in under four days um we barely stopped we only ever really stopped um to well there were hotels and like beforehand we did research too to see like which hotels were paying their workers like sick leave so that we didn't like run into like an an issue where someone was like sick and working so yeah we stayed at a few hotels too we only had two yeah just two across and then we barely stopped we like didn't want to use public restrooms so we would like fill up our water bottles in the morning and then in the car we'd have like a sip of water if we felt like we were gonna die so <laughs> that was, yeah, our hands were like literally cracked and bleeding by the time we got to Virginia from all the like glove wearing sanitizing washing all of that Um, But we made it. We have been quarantined in Virginia for over two weeks now, and we are seemingly fine. So, yeah, we're getting groceries delivered. We don't have to go out or anything. So, yeah, we're here. Well, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah, and so even though uh, Sarah and 
I are apart right now, the podcast will continue. Uh, we will be going up monthly uh, with these like fun little um, event episodes. And as promised, uh, because Jason Mesnick's season of The Bachelor, season 13, is free on Netflix, uh, we have taken upon ourselves to use all of our free time, which we now have an abundance of, to rewatch that season and recap it with you guys. Yes. Um, yeah, Jason Mesnick. Oh, my God. I feel like he is someone that I talk about often, but revisiting his season was eye-opening. Oh, my me. God. It just really, if anything, it's like, oh, my gosh, the world has changed so much since 2009. <laughs> Not only the world, but was specifically the world within The Bachelor. I know. I know. There's there's a lot different. So, Alex, overall thoughts, feelings of Jason the season uh, in, in, in general. Jason or the season. All right, let's start with the season. Um, my big overall arching observation, and what I loved so much was how normally pretty these women were. Like oh. they were, like they were definitely incredibly attractive, like all of them. Right, but they were also like. They had normal weight. Like, yes, like, they were not like they all like, like supermodels. Yeah. Right. A little bit of fast fashion involved. Like, oh, my God. Like, it looked like they might have been shopping on a budget. Uh, they had actual careers. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, some of them were like, some of them were older than 30. Maybe half of them were older than 30. Um, like it was, it was so crazy. To well, and see what the, evolution has the been. women that were like still 25, like were maybe like the, like the most well-adjusted group of 25 year old women I've ever seen. Displayed oh my on God. Reality it was TV. Insane. <laughs> I also have to say, hands down and I know we're coming off of Peter season which you know like everybody was notoriously horrible maybe the best group of women hands down I know I, like he's got very good taste in women I feel like I genuinely liked everybody mm-hmm. there, there's one girl I had some mixed feelings on we'll get into it but yeah, I think I like actually really liked and agreed with all of them for the most part. His final four was Sophie's choice times <laughs> two. I know, I, I know. Like, oh my god, all of these women are amazing. So what I really liked about this season is I feel like we got to the final ten. I think we started with less women than usual. Like you know, I think twenty five. Yeah, thirty. Yeah. Right, and so. We got to the final 10 pretty quickly. I think it was like third or fourth episode in where I feel like typically it takes up. And, and again, we watched this binging, so we didn't have to wait, like, wait week to week. So maybe that's why it felt like sped up. But no, I it like, was sped up. They yeah. eliminated 10 women night one. Like truly by the third episode, you were like kind of pared down. Yeah. So uh, I knew all these girls' names like and and like kind of a thing about them like right away. I feel like I was able to connect to them right away. Whereas, oh, I totally agree. Yeah, and then and it's so much. And I know we've been talking about this a lot with like Alon leaving the show as like recently, but like it's so much less gimmicky. Like I actually watching the season, I was like. I actually feel like all of these women had quite a bit of time with Jason to actually get to know him where typically I watch now and I'm like, 
oh my god like they've all only been able to talk to him for like 10 minutes total whereas I feel like all of them had like significant amount of time yeah they all got to know yes I agree um I there was certainly less bells and whistles I mean like obviously the uh budget was significantly smaller because like the group dates would be like a pool party in the mansion camping right and you only the only place they traveled was seattle and then the only the final three women got to go out of the country yeah i know so like if you were going to travel like jillian said that she initially was going to do you'd be sorely disappointed um but yeah i think that because they weren't you know maneuvering all over the world um like they probably did get a lot more time with him like right. actually that pool party in the second episode it was just like oh that's like a really great way to break the ice like that early on i know i know i totally agree um, I also agree there were less gimmicks. However, there were also, like, overt gimmicks. Like, I forgot in those earlier seasons that they would do shit like, okay, girls, vote out the woman that you think doesn't deserve to be here. (laughs) Right. And then they were like, psych, that woman automatically gets to Rose whether Jason likes her or not. I know. I also felt so bad for Megan after that happened because I was just like of course her guard is going to be insanely high I know I know that was a really rough moment to watch those were the moments where you're like oh okay maybe the bachelor isn't a feminist show (laughs) (laughs) those are the moments those are the moments um Um, what did you think about oh you go ahead oh I think we're about to ask each other the same questions what do you think about Jason yeah um, a controversial okay. take. I, so I, I, when I, whenever I recall back to Jason's season or just Jason in general, I am like, ugh, yuck. He like comes on as a mentor in these like later seasons now, and I'm like, boo, get him off the screen, pig, bad guy. Um, actually now rewatching like as an adult and like someone who also just like made the big step in her life to like settle to like move to the suburbs, settle down. Like I'm very much like in that mindset. I think Jason was an awesome bachelor. An amazing bachelor. Maybe one of the best. Like I I actually think he, he is like the dream guy. (laughs) I agree. I I totally do. And I, Listen, he fucked up at the end, like, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, obviously. But he was, like, so sensitive, so in touch with his feelings. He like, did such... Asked- he listened. Like, I've... I've yeah. It was so... I, it's been so long since I've seen a bachelor say, like, okay, how are you feeling? And then the girls say, and then, like, they, they typically right now are just like, mm, yeah, but, like, whatever, I'm here, you know? Like, Jason actually, like, listened and responded and yes-anded these women. <laughs> like, that's why I was, like, I actually felt... I could feel how they were all falling for him because he was acting like a boyfriend to them, like a good boyfriend. He was emotionally available to almost all of them. Do you think it has to do with now? Is he the only bachelor we've ever had that had a kid like bachelor? Uh, Well, Bachelor, yes. I mean, Emily Maynard famously had little Ricky, but um, like, I wonder if him having that, having a, child just made him 
more emotionally available. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. But, and all the moments with his kids were so sweet. And even when like Stephanie's kid was there and he started crying watching her and yes, her dog. I sort of have feelings about that day. We can get to it when we get to, to, to Stephanie. Yeah. But I know his emotions are like, they always live on a, beneath the surface and he's like not afraid to express them. And, and I he, thought that was amazing. Yeah. And he went back to work. Like he's still a real estate broker. I know. I actually was like wow I think Jason is like the dream guy like I get it I get why they all fell in love with him oh yeah no I I I totally agree I also again after just having experienced Peter who was not his own fault like experienced no adversity um, yeah and has like no compass in life (laughs) (laughs) um it was awesome to like kind of watch him take control of situations in ways that like other bachelors have not been equipped to handle. Like I like, for instance, um, when Lauren was like, Oh, I'm mad at you because you didn't do what I said or cause you didn't do what I asked. And he's like, I didn't do what you asked because you demanded that I do something. Like he kind of, had yeah, he was like, you did it. He said, you didn't ask me. You told me. You told me, and he would also, and sorry, you pointed this out to me over text, but, like, if he's not into a girl, he doesn't kiss them. I know. That was the best thing about him. I couldn't believe that he wasn't just making out with everyone. Like, if he doesn't like, he he would say this. He'd be like, oh, I could tell that Natalie really wanted me to kiss her, but I knew that it wasn't there, so I did it. Like, that's what a grown-up person does. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> like, if you don't like somebody, you don't kiss them. <laughs> I know. I've heard, I've since heard Nick Vial say, he's just like, listen, if a girl goes in and you don't kiss her, then you look like a dick. And I understand in the moment you might feel like a dick, but in actuality, it's the kindest thing that you could possibly yeah, how Jason, do. How Jason did it was was the right way. And, and he kind of didn't allow them necessarily to go right in. Like his body language was like set up ahead of time as well. Yeah. I, I think that Jason came out looking better on the other side than watching these guys just like make out with everybody okay. and then send them home. I yeah. mean, it's just unbelievable. The place that we have come to as a society where like Jason is like this moral pillar, like just watching like how – the Bachelor franchise has evolved into this like cesspool of degenerate. I know, I know. It really. I'm like, oh my God, Jason is a shining bright star. I, when, like he was like public offender number one. I public have to say, enemy number one. Right. I have to say, like maybe you know, maybe we would get tired watching this type of season over and over again. But like uh, now, watching this uh, and really, really enjoying it, like being very entertained throughout the whole thing, I'm like, wow, I don't actually need like an over dramatized season. Listen, Colson's fence jumping was iconic and it was amazing. But it's like, yeah. I don't need that every season. Right. I don't need to feel like I feel dirty after watching Peter Weber season. Yeah. Like I, and I did not feel at all that way. <laughs> after right. This one. I was like, oh, what a fun journey. I know. I really believe in love. And I became like, I know. And I was like happy for everyone. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, no one again, made me sad. Up to one of the most iconic endings of all time. Like this was at the time, the, the ending of this season was 
the most dramatic thing that any of us had ever seen. Jason on broke. Jason broke the mold. Like he, he broke, broke the mold the of mold. the show. Oh, one in and uh, a nice girl got really hurt. Yeah, and, uh, like the collateral damage was tough. I mean, she came out on top. Don't get me wrong. But, right. Um, but in the moment, that was a tough look for him. Something that was insane to see was no studio audience at after the final rose. I was like, oh, I was like, wait, yes. where, where are all the people? Wait, it's literally just the three of them. It's just Chris well, Harrison. They did that he could dump her. <laughs> yeah, it was so wild. So, Alex, you know what I've been up to since quarantine? Uh, drinking lots of wine and spending all day in your pajamas. Developing new routines. Routines. Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Specifically, actually taking my vitamins. Uh, we are so excited to partner up with Ritual Vitamins. We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, we are still most likely not getting all of the essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. So these two easy-to-take capsule provides nine nutrients that you need to support a strong foundation for your health. Um, for the careful label readers, all of Ritual, Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are out there for the whole world to see. Also, side note, they smell delicious. Ritual is also delivered. It's so easy to start, you guys. It's only a dollar a day to have all of the essential nutrients that your body needs delivered every month straight to your door, no strings attached. Better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering Trust the Bachelor process listeners 10% off during their first three months. So fill in the gaps in your diet with Essentials for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash trust to start your ritual today. Um, all right. Um, I, I think we should just do some like overall fun uh, observations that we got from watching the season. Yes, uh, Do please. you want to talk about the fashion? <laughs> yes, I do. The trends, Alex, as you, were, you had called them. The trends? Um, okay. So, what was your favorite? <laughs> what do you miss? My favorite. What do you miss from this time? Probably yeah. the bumpets <laughs> that were like well, somehow Melissa Rycroft like actually pulled off, but the bumpets were a plenty. There Alex, was also like I'm not gonna really lie. bad thin eyebrows. Oh, sorry. I'm go not gonna it. lie with the hair. I genuinely thought all their ponytails looked amazing, and I was like, maybe this is one that we should bring back. <laughs> Molly had some tough ponytail looks. Like, Aww. if she combed her hair, it worked. Well, but there I, were times... Yeah, sometimes I felt for Molly because she had bangs and it was really humid outside. So it's like, what was she <laughs> going to do? <laughs> um, also, the eyebrows were so thin yeah. across the one. Um, their dresses, so the, the very oh. classic look, and this is... By the way, this is exactly what I wore to junior prom was a the bandage at the bottom. So a very tight bandage that goes like right above like kind of mid thigh. And then the dress is just like a bag that you wear. <laughs> yes. And, and it was they were almost always in jewel tones. Like yes. These, so Melissa, like that's bando style bag dress. 
with like in a lime green. <laughs> yes. And actually Melissa had a purple one and that I actually think was the dress I wore to my junior year prom. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I genuinely think. I was like, "Oh, I think that was my prom dress." <laughs> uh, another prom trend that was prevalent among the bachelor girls was like really dark tans. Yes. Yes. They were all incredibly tan. Um that was actually something that Adam like who like just like briefly saw my screen like noticed. <laughs> he was like, "Why are they all so tan?" Melissa Rycroft's like look like the dark hair, dark tan, like chunky necklaces, bump it look. Like she, uh, I, so at the time I was at Penn State, I must have been a junior at Penn State. Yeah, like she would have been like the hottest girl. Like that was the yeah, look. Like she, you she were the hottest it. girl in the world. Yeah. Like you, she like thread that needle perfectly for two thousand nine. No, she <laughs> she nailed it. She nailed it, and I actually think something that Molly really nailed as, as well as like maybe not this like super hot girl, but she like nailed this like girl next door look with all of the, um, the tank tops and the scarves. So oh, wearing a right. scarf the with tank your tank top, top scarf. like that was very like, I think like that was like your conservative wholesome look, you know, and it was yep. good and it was a good one. <laughs> Yep. No, I know. I, listen, Molly was very beautiful too. Uh, they were yeah, all. They all, all are. But no, you're right, women. Alex. That Melissa was like the dream, the hot dream girl, and she had kind of like those mailman hats that she wore a lot. You know what I mean? She loved the mailman hats. Yeah, <laughs> she looked. Yeah, she, I mean, listen, she she looked great. <laughs> like I remember watching I'm like this is high fashion yeah this is what it is this is what I have to aspire to be yeah uh, 100% Ooh, forever, forever 21 like uh, I may have wore that section. dress I may have wore that dress to prom because I saw Melissa wearing it to prom like <laughs> or to, to on the bachelor Melissa Rycroft wore a purple jewel tone <laughs> bag dress so, so I, I wore a purple, purple jewel bag tone dress whatever <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, yes. What was your favorite group date? Okay. I actually loved, now I typically don't like these dates where they like act or whatever, but what I liked about the general hospital episode was I loved the rap party afterwards because one, Jason kept calling it a rap party when it was just a regular cocktail party. <laughs> But two, it was the first time that we got to see all of them. Like there's always that one group date where they all start having mental breakdowns. And that was this one. And, and that was this one. And I actually yes, thought. Hollywood's swankiest club. Yes. Whatever it was called. <laughs> and I actually like I loved that they all go sit down and Naomi just like sits on a bench really far away. Like she's like so <laughs> depressed. But again, I think that Jason handled his conversations well. I mean, poor Shannon was like, this is me. I'm picking my nose. Like, it's like, oh, my oh, was that the picking the nose date? Oh, that was boy. the picking the nose date. Come home with me, Jason. Come home with me. <laughs> Shit. I, uh, wait, Sarah, on that date, did you notice, like, maybe the most important actress of our time was a part of it? Wait, no, who? I'm devastated that you did not pick up on this. Okay. No. Okay. Maybe I did. Wait, I don't know. All right. Listen, I'm also going to not lie about something. I kind of fast forwarded through the filming portion. 
I know, but I loved the rap party. Wait, who was it? Kirsten Storms, aka Xenon. Oh, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. She was giving them lessons about how to kiss on camera without using your tongue. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's good. That is good. That's a good get. That's a huge get. She she was. Oh, my God. But who I was looking at was. Xenon, girl of the 21st century. Actually. Such an important icon of our time. Robin Thicke, that was like kind of weird to watch. <laughs> well, it was like pre us like knowing, like pre him like yes. getting famous about a song about rape. Right, <laughs> right. It was before that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, ooh, ooh, this one did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> not all of the obscure musical guests can uh, be as good as Chase Rice. No, <laughs> you know, no like, absolutely not. What as was pure your, as Chase Rice. What was your favorite group date? So I actually really loved the breast group date. They um, <laughs> Where they made mold, like molds of their boobs for um, breast cancer awareness. I also um, liked it. And my favorite part about it was when they were at the cocktail party later and Jason goes, wow, you guys did such a good job today. And I was like, but like, what were they doing? <laughs> Like, they did such a good job being topless by the screen. Good job, guys. Being naked. I know. Uh, two thumbs up for your nakedness. <laughs> um, but I also thought it, like, it generated, like, it was, like, silly and funny, and you got, like, fun sound bites from people like Shannon, who was, like, um. I like when he like, rubs oh, my-, my body. <laughs> <laughs> she was literally, like, um. She's like, well, on my first date with Jason, uh, he uh, he saw my naked body and rubbed my boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and then she literally, literally in her ITM was like, I like when he rubbed my body. <laughs> like <that. laughs> um, I also thought it generated an interesting conversation. Like we learned about Melissa's breast reduction surgery. Yeah. We learned about Carrie's sister having breast cancer. Like. I, those kinds of dates like open up good conversation too and I also just yeah, think in general when your hands are busy like you get a lot of revealing truths and vulnerabilities about people like yeah. I like dates where they're doing something yeah yeah I'm with that I'm with that um yeah I also liked when they had to do their singing competition oh I would have crushed that I know I know it was really hard to watch poor Nikki Oh, but yeah, Alex, you would have killed it. I think I probably would have gone more of like a Lauren route who thought her song could be on the radio. No, you would have like earnestly made up a song and like sang it as our friend Jackie Deruthi says in your special singing voice. (laughs) Yeah, I think that I probably would have gone that route. And then like to her being really confused and being like, wait, I'm sorry. I thought the best song was supposed to. (laughs) Also, my favorite, my favorite, which I um, have been singing on repeat was after the rap party (gasps) cocktail hour. I want to be famous Thanks. with the shoes and the money and the boats and the hair and the nails. And the, I want to be famous. 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 I want to be famous. 
this ain't no complaining. I've literally <laughs> been singing it nonstop. Where is Lauren? Can we get in touch with her? Does she like have like I know. an MP3 of it that we can download? I actually feel like she's not For that iPhone? bad. Like <laughs> <laughs> and then all the girls had to be like, oh, my God, that was so good. <laughs> I, want- I love that. Like, I think this songwriting date, like, enlightened something within her. Like, she was like, actually, yes, now I know I want to be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she was like singing, you know, and she was like, wait a minute. That was fantastic. <laughs> I don't want to be famous. <laughs> Ain't no complaining. <laughs> I remember at some point she like talks about being famous and she doesn't have to go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> she just she said she like didn't want to brush her hair. I was like, wait. But I think that wasn't that around like she's so lucky that like that was our view of fame. Is that like you do just wake mm, up and people brush your hair? <laughs> You're right. I think, yeah, the lucky music video really distorted uh, what, <laughs> what it it's means like to be famous. To be in the public eye. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Good call. I also thought Melissa, like, crushed it. She was, like, so game and having so much fun during it. Um, Molly. Yeah, I mean, Molly's it was... take was interesting. She was like, I think I'm going to make them laugh. And, like, every lyric had to do about fries. Like, it was like a song about fries. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, I guess my, like, love of French fries paid off. It was very clear Jason was always going to pick Molly to spend the night in his tent. <laughs> Obviously. Her song was terrible. <laughs> He's like, hmm. He's like, now, who well, I she thought. she said my name in a song. So yes. I guess, uh, who felt, I, who know, I felt very connected to was the girl I'm most looking forward to sleeping with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They claimed that they were fully clothed in the tent. Yeah. And, I don't yes. know. Um, let's talk about what girls some standout girls yeah well number one I mean this was we got like an angel sent from up above (laughs) to the bachelor Stephanie you're talking about Stephanie I'm talking about Stephanie yeah no Alex I'm talking about Lauren (laughs) (laughs) I mean we're just singing her song (laughs) yeah Stephanie iconic So, so what were your feelings about the Sophia date when her daughter came Okay, so Jason, I thought, did a really good job drawing really clear boundaries uh, uh, yes. with Ty, and he was like, I'm not ready for you to meet him, Melissa, and I thought that was a really healthy thing, but to bring Sophia and to have Sophia meet him without Stephanie's permission, even though the surprise was beautiful and they cried and I cried, I was just like, wait, that's like a little short-sighted that like... You You can make this decision about when somebody can see your kid, but Stephanie isn't. (laughs) Okay. I, I genuinely think Stephanie had to have known. Like, I actually do think that because I don't know how they could legally like fly. Like, obviously this child would have like had somebody with them, but like, I don't know how they would have had like permission to do this, like to fly this child without the parents knowledge like I feel like there had to have been like some legal approvals that they had to go through because like what like like literally like what this is like I I, 
I don't even, you know, want to think about something like this happening. But like, what if something happened on that plane? Like, what if like the chat, like what, you know, I don't know anything, but like they would have been in so much trouble. Like, so I feel like Stephanie had to have known. Maybe she didn't know exactly when it was, she was going to see, but I think she had to have known. Okay. All right. That's fair. So that's like, Um, makes me feel better about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Then I'm on board. Um I also just thought her soul was like so kind and she was the least judgmental person. She was like so excited to go on a two on one. She was like, Oh, oh my so god. Excited. No, Nikki, it's gonna be fine. We're gonna have a great time. And she was like, <laughs> the dresses show up. She's like, I'm a princess. She is just somebody who has obviously been through something horrific and just finds joy in moment to moments yeah I know she was like really special and the goodbye was devastating and like I felt like I felt how sad Jason was to send this woman home I I I obviously didn't think that they were going to end up together but like I I felt how sad he was just like to have to say goodbye to her Truly zero chemistry, but like a, just a genuine and all the women um, cried. Of her, all but, the women cried. Everyone was crying. Oh my god, Naomi was in pieces. <laughs> I know she was like, no, I need her here. I know, I know. I know. Also, her fashion, also iconic. I like, know with she those just um, she went for it. Kind like, of like those. Gem- those giant gem necklaces and her like um kind of like graffiti type top like three quarter length tops Do you, like the three quarter length sleeves yes. yeah yeah very Ed Hardy and like she rocked it I was obsessed with her anytime she was <laughs> on the screen, screen I know I was just like I just want to hang out with Stephanie I know I know I loved her um okay kind of a sleeper hit for me um Natalie I I thought, like, I think that they did Natalie dirty. I think that they tried to, like, they were like, oh, we'll give her this, like, date where she just, like, goes to Vegas and gets to wear jewels because that's all that Natalie cares about. And then she, like, totally proved them wrong in her goodbye to Jason. Like, she was, like, so confident. She was just like, no, I'm, like, I'm over this, like, being stereotyped. I Like, Jen, I think she probably, like, wasn't ready to, like, move to Seattle and, like, be a stepmom. But, like, she was like, you know, Jason, you were really sneaky there, like, picking up the rose and acting like you were going to give it to me. <laughs> I thought she just, like, yeah. killed her goodbye. I thought she did a good job. <laughs> well, I always stand a woman who, like, has a backbone and stands up for themselves. Like, and I think Natalie's somebody, and we've, like, seen her in we've seen her she became like a huge player in the bachelor pad universe yeah which, yeah which was a uh, the spin-off show pre-bachelor in paradise right so we got to know her a little bit more in the uh in the other series but like i thought i i couldn't agree more i i thought she stood her ground really well she obviously like has a lot of ambition like she's really good at her job um she wasn't willing to let jason walk all over her i also in general like I was so confused as to why she went home as early as she did because just in general and from what I've heard from just like listening to so many Bachelor um, interviews, like you want to keep the girl around who's fun as long as possible 
and like as a break from the drama all the time uh-huh. and they were genuinely like even though they weren't forming a deep connection we're having like a genuinely good time with each other i do think that jason knew who his final four was going to be like by day two like i think he knew like the can like his conversations with his final four women throughout the entire season were very obviously like the deepest connections that he had to me. Like, I, I just think Jason knew. And and again, I think he was just like ready to get to the end. I think he was like ready to propose, ready to get married. And he just like started cutting people out. <laughs> like I get, I get like keep the fun girl around, but I think that Jason's focus was like different. Yeah. You might be right. I just, I, I agree. I was like, I, I think I was just frustrated because I liked her as a player. I know. I liked her and too. Yeah. I also, this is like another case of, and we'll get into it because I think we're going to talk about Erica and Megan. This was a season of women who just didn't like each other and therefore like the, not excluding our top four perfect angels, but yeah. like, there was a lot of like, well, I don't like her, therefore she's not right for you. Talk. Yeah, I, yeah, and I know we've talked about this, like, is this actually a thing? Oh, because you liked this person, there's no way that, I, that like, you could ever like me. Like, I know that we've talked about that, but there, yeah, everyone had brought it up. So Yeah, and Natalie was, like, a, a huge, like, I felt bad for her when she was like, oh, I didn't know the girls didn't like me. I was just like, I believe that you didn't know that the girls didn't like you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, to- yes, yes, 100%. There was a lot of, um, like, gossip. Like, there was a lot of, like, two-facedness going on of, like, being yeah. best friends. And then, yeah, I think the only person that, like, well, it, it was Lauren, right, who was like, why is there so much negative talk about Natalie? And then I also think Shannon, Shannon was interesting too and I know I'm like jumping the gun yeah I'm jumping the gun a little bit here but she stayed up every time someone's going on a date and I think at first I thought it was like oh this is like a sweet thing I think Shannon's kind of like a nurturing nice person and then as it went on I was like oh I think no she just wanted to know about the dates immediately because she was obsessed with Jason (laughs) yeah so what are your feelings about Shannon Shannon was a so I think Shannon was your classic classic example of falling in love with the idea of somebody than actually falling in love with somebody because she kept like referring back she's like I watched every episode of Jason's season with Deanna and I know everything about him and I know that we're the perfect match and it's like okay you're falling in love with like a character basically that you've seen on TV and you're not like actually taking the time to see if like the real person in front of you is a good match for you. Totally. I couldn't agree more. She was falling for a fantasy and not necessarily like paying attention to the moment to moment connection between the two of them. She didn't even like, I was afraid when he sent her home because I thought she was going to like throw herself off the balcony, but like she didn't even seem that devastated. Like I like what? She went home like I think in that moment she realized like she probably had like a moment of relief and being like oh yeah I do not want to be with this person. <laughs> well, Sh- Shannon is so interesting because they play they replay like on all the Bachelor specials the moment where she's just like you know like picking her nose and uh, 
crying about how she wants to be Ty's mom um, and how crazy she is. And, like, that is all true. But, like, I sort of had a weird affection for Shannon. Like, I think she's somebody who, like, recognizes how crazy she is. Like, I think she knows that she's crazy. Yeah. And, like, just allows her self to be that and she was kind of funny yeah she made me laugh a lot I I do think that these women like were all very much themselves like I didn't feel any of this like playing it up for the cameras like we didn't get these like pageant girls like there were no like Alana's or whatever you know or a late or a late whatever that girl's name from Peter season was I can't even remember Alaya whatever (laughs) We didn't have any of that. <laughs> uh, we did have a little bit of drama with Erica and Megan. They were like the two girls that went head to head with each other. Do um, you think they that did... they were mean girls? Like, did you think they were villains or they got villainized by the edits and the production? I feel unbelievably sad for Megan. Um, I think the women judged her really harshly for leaving her baby at home <laughs> um yeah which, which is you know insane. you can have your own feelings about but um, it's also like ins- well oh was it like an actual newborn baby <laughs> it was a 14 month year old which she, is tough <laughs> i actually did find it odd too like she never talked about her kid like that's well, not like that, not that we should not that they showed um oh yeah i guess you're it, right i guess you're right yeah in general, like, Megan was somebody, like, who um, just in general felt a little bit lost to me. And yeah. um, and uh, I don't know. I just felt sad for her. I, I th- That was sort of my overwhelming feelings about her. I didn't hate her. Like, I thought that she tried to stand up for herself, but I don't necessarily think she knew who she was at the time. And it was just sort of tough watching her flounder um yeah. and erica i think was also in a similar place <laughs> I, guess. I mean she wasn't a mom but she was like living with her parents at home right um, right she's like gregarious and um like a little like rough around the edges and i just like to think that they were just a little bit different and therefore were more villainized than villains in my opinion yeah I think you're right I don't think there were any real like true villains on this season no everyone was for the most part nice uh well except for maybe Lauren (laughs) oh my god I I like Lauren (laughs) okay Lauren was so entertaining. I mean, I listen. Yeah, she was a little brash, maybe. (laughs) But I mean, I do ultimately think she like was right. Like she did just say exactly what she was thinking. She could have been a little more thoughtful about it. (laughs) But she was very honest. And she, (laughs) you know, she didn't like shy away. Like she and she did speak up when. Jason did the whole rose ceremony where it was like, okay, let's just like all talk about it right here, right now. I mean, she did like own up to everything. It's not like she hid away from it. But no, you're right. She's just, she's just she's so just like weird. a little bit more confrontational. I just like I, I I actually died laughing when she was like, "You like literally need to give me the rose today, or I'm gonna freak out." <laughs> <laughs> like that was such a good moment. <laughs> Seriously, Jason, I'm freaking out. And if I don't get the rose, I'm going to lose it. 
<laughs> yeah, again, but another instance where, like, if she didn't get the rose and she was like, all right, see ya. <laughs> I, know, yeah, I know, I know, Okay, let's talk about our final four, you know. We've been, like, oh, kind of walking around. Final four of all time. Of all time. It was so good. It was so good. Um, I Yeah, the hometown, I think, ultimately went well. There were a few moments that, like, again, didn't age well, like when Molly's mom put, like, an Indian headdress on Jason. Sure, sure, sure. I was like, that was, I felt a little bad for Jason in that moment because also, like, what could he have said? Like, no, thank you. Like, you know, he's like, no, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, I was obsessed with Naomi the whole way through, yeah. and I was obsessed with her weirdo mom who made them do a bird funeral. I know, I know. <laughs> I I cannot believe Naomi was 24. Like, think about the 24-year-olds, like, that we just watched on Peter's season. <laughs> and think about Naomi. Like, uh, I could not believe she was 24 years old. I know. She was so, like, she had such a gravitas about her. I know. Um, she was so good. She's so good. <laughs> I think that she was ultimately, like, and I think the reason that he ended up letting her go was I think she just had a little bit more life in her. Um, yeah. Or, just, like, she just needed to have a little bit more fun before settling down. Right. Like, even though she was this mature girl, like, I, I don't know. It, it was just it was just a classic like oh I think you're super hot and like really easy to talk to and you're super cool but I just like obviously our lives are just not gonna line yeah up right and like now. Jason was like over thirty you know like I know that age is like the age gap isn't a big deal to some people but like yeah I think for certain reasons like it makes sense that he would want to end up with someone a, a little closer in age although I do think Molly is twenty five yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, I also think um, Naomi's dad came on a little strong with the um, accepting Jesus Christ into your life. Um, I know. The second that the mom walked in and was like, oh, can I have a turn with him? Jason was like, yes, yes, please. Thank you. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know. And and her mom's mom's, like very spiritual. I don't know. I, I don't know Jason well enough to know what that if like religion or spirituality is a part of his life as much. And I know that it's something that is often talked about on the bachelor, but it's nothing that he ever brought up. Right. Right. I I don't, right. I don't, it wasn't like like, obviously a priority to the family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we talk about Jillian? Because I'm obsessed with her in a way. I didn't obsessed with a person. I actually don't think I watched her bachelorette season. I I don't think that I did. She's amazing. She's amazing. Her amazing hot dog theory, (laughs) hot dog topping theory was like so adorable. So endearing. She just like is where she is. Like she can just have a good time wherever. Yes, I think that she did a great job. Like, even these moments where she was like, I'm just, like, having a really, really tough time. It's like, wow, I actually couldn't even tell. And again, you know, this is somebody who we then learned on her hometown that she's been through mm. something really big, you know? So she's able. Sure, with her yeah, so yeah. she's able to, like, view, like, be really grateful, you know, just, like, for exactly what you said, Alex, like, for the moment she's in, 
you know? Totally. Um, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I also, I think, I also get why he didn't pick her. Like, even though she was like the best girl in the season, like I get why he didn't pick her. And I, understand and I think it's for that reason that she became the bachelorette like he said when he was breaking up with her he's just like I just don't know if I can keep up with you and I totally got that like she he needed somebody who was gonna fit more into his life than he needed somebody who like yeah, he, he for obvious reasons, because he had a child and he didn't want to disrupt his kid's life, you know, meet someone and then like rip that, rip your kid out of school, take him to a new city. You know, he needed somebody that could, yes, I don't want to say give up their life because I don't think that's fair. And I think that Molly seems to have a very fulfilling career and life and all of that right now. So I, I don't want to say give up their life, but he, you're right. He just needed somebody that was able to fit into the mold of his. And I think yeah. that I think that his first few years with like maybe his first year with Jillian would have been really exciting and adventurous for him. But then he ultimately would have been like, OK, no, I actually need to like, yeah, be home with my son. Yeah. It's just so clear, like, Jillian's star just shines so bright, and she's, like, her momentum, like, you could just tell, like, her momentum was, like, in action. Like, she was going to be the star that she ended up becoming. Yeah, yeah. Um, She was a clear bachelorette choice from the start. Yeah. Like, Molly wouldn't have been able to do that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like amazing career, like incredible group of friends and family. I, I, his, her grandmother, I'm obsessed. Yeah, 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 yeah. The underwear. <laughs> uh, she was gonna marry her off to some Ukrainian in Alberta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one. Oh my god, I also, loved all the so- like a boats and the process. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that I a know, houseboat? She was so cute. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, um, yeah. All right. So should we talk about our uh, our final two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alex, it's everything you said. Like Melissa was the it girl. I think what happened here. I think that Jason suffered from from deciding between what he thought he always wanted and what he actually ended up wanting. Like, I think that was like the choice that he was making. Oh, Melissa is the girl I always pictured for myself. So I'm going to go that route. But Uh Molly is actually the person that I love. (laughs) Yes. I think Melissa is similarly to Jillian. Um, like her star shine, like shines really bright. Like, yeah. um, I, I think she had a little bit more adventure left in her, which is very attractive, but it's not what he needed. Um, and she's also, I think what ended up happening, what sort of might've tipped the scales, um, was how amazing she was with Ty. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I like, mean, with all, when we saw her on her hometown, like with all kids, like kids like seem drawn to her. And she's amazing with them and she's silly and she's nurturing and uh, like not awkward at all. Yeah. Just so like such a loving person that um, like, of course you, you would fall 
for that. Yeah. Like, and of course you would develop strong feelings for that, but like what your day to day is in life after, like when you're not within the vacuum of bachelor society, it just sounds like it just didn't work. Yeah. Um, whereas like Molly and him, and I don't know if you agree, like, um, they're both like, I don't mean to sound shitty when I say this, but like, they're both like similarly simple. Yeah, no. And I actually think that simple is a really good way to put it. And, and and like, and I don't, and I don't take simple like negatively, Uh, but I, I think you're right. Like, I think like, you know, all these girls were saying like, oh my God, totally. Like my ideal night would totally be like in sweats, hanging out on the couch, watching a movie. I actually think that is Molly's ideal night. Like it was when totally. she was so any, like, I think that that was like the only person that that actually rang true for. <laughs> yeah. And I, I agree. Like, I think she is just somebody who just like experienced, like she was, I think she like was this party girl. And then she was like, yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think she just like sort of like, uh, lived life on like a, a, a very linear timeline. Yeah. It's like, well, now I'm in high school. Now I'm a college partier girl. Now I, um, now I, uh, settle down. Yeah. Whereas no. like other people have other journeys where it's like, no, like you, <laughs> like find this journey or, no. yeah. um, Oh, like maybe I want to explore something else. Like hers was just a little bit more conventional in the right way for Jason. Yeah. And I think like, because Jason had gone through a lot of heartbreak, that was that, that I, that's obviously like attractive to him. And, and I it, like, I don't think that it means that they're boring or anything, you know, no, 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 I no. could actually see like when they did that date, when they were on the radio, I was like, wow, this is funny that Molly is now a radio. She, she's on like kiss FM in Seattle. Um, yeah. so they still live in Seattle. Obviously they're still Thai. And then Molly and Jason, you know, still seemingly happily married and they had a daughter together as well. And they seem so genuinely happy in their lives yeah. like, and I and I but when I saw Molly on that radio date I was like wow of course this is like maybe all these women like figured out their careers from this Lauren with the singing Molly with the radio because <laughs> Molly did so well like she is a really good presenter like <laughs> you know I don't yeah. think that they have just kind of like I think that just because it's simple it doesn't mean it's boring and I and I actually it's hard for me now to be mad at the situation because while it would have been better if you just picked Molly outright, I think it made, you know, it obviously all worked out how it was supposed to work out. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and it's like hard for me to look at this situation now, like look at the season now with such distaste, seeing like such a beautiful family came out of it. Actually multiple beautiful families. All of them are married. (laughs) And I think, I don't know about Naomi, but I know the others have children, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Why don't we sort of go through where they're at now? Um, Naomi, she was a little bit harder to track down. Um, I did see like a wedding announcement and her husband's really hot. So of course. So that's great. (laughs) I think, and I think that was like maybe like three or four years ago that they might've gotten married. So like she got to live out her twenties having a little bit of fun. Yeah. Um, Jillian famously went on to be the Bachelorette. She picked Ed Swiderski, who was a shithead. Yeah. Um, 
but again, it all worked out because she ended up marrying this amazing man named Dustin. They have two kids, and now she's the host of Love It or Listed Canada. So she, better. to me, has kind of like my more ideal lifestyle, I think, out of all of these people. Like, she seems very settled, but she also has, yeah, like this career that brings a lot of like excitement and adventure. It was kind of like she got all the best. What Something I'm loving about her right now, I actually follow her on Instagram because she is an amazing interior designer, and I love her style. <laughs> but I love her oh, now yeah. in quarantine. Like she is going like totally full, full gray because, you know, obviously none of us can like get our hair done or highlighted or anything. And she and like she just is like, I, I, I don't know. I just love watching her. I just she's so comfortable in her own skin and her own hair. Like, I just love it. I just think she's great. Yeah, I, I just think she's like somebody who's like she has she's so beautiful she's like obviously a stunning woman in her own right but her like soul is so beautiful yeah. and therefore I'm just like you are the most stunning person I've ever seen in my entire life yeah yeah um I know I mean I'm a follow Instagram follow of her too and I think I mean obviously we're huge fans of Caitlin Bristow but she might be my number two I know bachelor. she's amazing she's amazing I know and I'm like I should go back and watch her season although I guess I know that she ends up with such a jerk but <laughs> um Melissa also happily married three children two yep, three, three three kids she went on to do Dancing with the Stars. Yes, yes, um, yes. She she ended up marrying a man named Ty, which is very funny. I because know. Because that's the name of Jason's son. <laughs> uh, and she was like America's sweetheart for oh. like a year afterwards. Like, oh, my God, America fully had her sympathy. <laughs> like she had America's sympathy, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And, and again, it just all really worked out. And like if you see her on Instagram now, she goes back and makes fun of her bumpets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just like a very she just like very it. funny cute like person like we had seen yeah she's amazing and uh, things worked out perfectly I actually I heard a interview with her it might have been on Kate Casey's podcast uh, um uh sort of just like talking through the aftermath of it how it went down with uh Jason and what her experience was like on the show and I because she's so beautiful like I this is like a bad job. This is what I do. Like, I didn't realize how hard it was for her. Like she was just like, I think part of the reason I wanted it so bad at the end was because I didn't want a boy to reject me. Wow. And I was like, Oh, wow. You didn't, like you like you could get anybody on the plan well also because she did have a lot of confidence in the breakup you know she didn't just like sit there and wallow like she did like it's just everything we've been saying about most of these women like she had a backbone and she stood up for herself so like yeah it's isn't it like such a crazy reminder to be like wow these people that we look at and we think that they're so strong also like can feel like in their strength like feel weak it's pretty crazy well I feel vulnerable yeah uh, and I think that also probably was something that drew Jason to Molly or Melissa and maybe what his reservations were initially about Molly uh, like Melissa was somebody who was willing to cry and be vulnerable and share her feelings and like kind of wear her emotions on her sleeves whereas like Molly was just like had a dad who told her that she wasn't allowed to cry um, right so she, right she was less uh willing to show that part of herself yeah um so i don't know but yeah i want to end on the, the happiest note because i just think uh if things really worked out with these with everybody it's all parties so, involved and uh i, I guess feel... like hashtag 
redemption for Jason Mesnick. <laughs> I feel shame for how disgusted I I viewed this season for so many years. Like I I like felt disgusted by Molly. I was like, how like oh my gosh, like you just like totally went back to the guy. And now like I feel shame for feeling all of that because yeah, uh, yeah. Half these like beautiful, all these beautiful wives came out and Jason, yeah, was a good bachelor that, you know, had a misstep, but also like who doesn't have missteps. And I'm just like, like I have a lot of apologizing to do for sure. <laughs> this is, this is our love letter to Jason Mesnick. Like, and, and Molly, our, and Molly. And Molly. I really think I, apology. I really think I always, I always viewed Molly as just some like, like, I think that like, I viewed her fitting into the mold as like a bad role model. And, and like, I just feel horrible about that. Like Thanks. that's she's yeah. in love with a man. She's and, in love with uh, a man and she has, and she has this great life and she's not like, like, yeah, she's got her, she's got her own thing going on, like her own career. And I'm just like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I'm glad that we, we took a long, hard, introspective look. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, this has been so much fun, you guys. Uh, we will be back in a month from now uh, to review Caitlin Bristow season. I'm um, so excited to relive this. So excited. Uh, I believe all of the episodes are available on Amazon. Um, but if we figure out otherwise, then we'll post it in the show notes. But uh, okay. otherwise, we'll be Amazoning uh, if you want to. Amazon through with the journey, the journey alongside of us. And Caitlin's season, us. like it, it's great because that was like really the age of like where Instagram influencers were starting. So everyone is very trackable now. We know where they all are. <laughs> yes. We didn't have to go on out. We spent days looking for where Stephanie is and I'm afraid she's dead. Like I'm actually <laughs> afraid she might be like, I found a tombstone. Like I, okay. Tough. You um, sent me the tombstone though, but Alex, it said like 1978 or something like that. That's when she was born. Really? 78. <laughs> <laughs> that feels old. <laughs> She was 34 when she was on the show 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, guys, we will see you next month talking about Caitlin Bristow. I hope everyone is staying healthy and safe and washing their hands and inside their homes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Great. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Hey, it's Mia. Hey, it's Allie. And we host the Rom-Com Review Podcast, P.S. I Love Rom-Com. Each week, we'll have incredible guests come and discuss a new rom-com, grand gestures, meet-cutes, and of course, that elusive chemistry. Mia, what are you doing holding that giant boombox over your head? I'm hoping to win over listeners with this grand gesture. Take us back! Find a new episode every week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Campfire Media. Wow, you're uh, still holding that boombox. Yeah, I've got great upper body strength. Thanks, CrossFit. Yes, I love
Campfire. <laughs>